Welcome to Coffee with Christ. I'm your host, Nicole Jones, and you are listening to episode 72. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your weekend and were able to get some good rest from the day to day. I'm glad you're back at it today and very much hope this podcast has become part of your routine and part of how you come to know God just a little bit better than you did the day before. Let's get started by being still. Use these next few minutes to tell God what you're thankful for. So far this season, we've caught up with the Israelites from where we left off in Genesis and seen God's faithfulness to His people and His covenant with Abraham back in Genesis 15. We met a man named Moses who had a heart for rescuing God's people, the Israelites. Moses' story was complicated, but God chose him to rescue His people out of the land of their slavery and lead them into a land of abundance, the Promised Land. After 400 years of oppression, right on time, based on God's promises to Abraham back in Genesis, God moved on behalf of His people and rescued them. He executed 10 plagues because one man refused to humble himself. When God finally broke his heart, Pharaoh did indeed let God's people go, but changed his mind and tried to chase them down with his whole entire army. The Israelites thought they were trapped, but God had a plan to fight for them and to take them through the Red Sea on dry ground. Last week, the Israelites were in the wilderness. The miracles they saw God do on their behalf were eclipsed by the lack of basic necessities like food and water. But we saw God miraculously and supernaturally provide them with bread in the mornings, 
meat in the evenings, and water in the most unlikely of places. And if that wasn't enough, we saw God come down to them in the power of a storm and speak to Moses on the mountain at Sinai. But when God opened himself up for all the people to hear, they were too terrified to go. In our last episode, God laid out the terms of the law. The thou shalts most of us have heard in our youth were given to Moses and inscribed by God's own hand on stone tablets. Let's see what happens next in Exodus chapter 21. These are the regulations you must present to Israel. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he may serve for no more than six years. Set him free in the seventh year, and he will owe you nothing for his freedom. If he was single when he became your slave, he shall leave single. But if he was married before he became a slave, then his wife must be freed with him. If his master gave him a wife while he was a slave, and they had sons or daughters, then only the man will be free in the seventh year, but his wife and children will still belong to his master. But the slave may declare, I love my master, my wife, and my children. I don't want to go free. If he does this, his master must present him before God. Then his master must take him to the door or doorposts and publicly pierce his ear with an awl. After that, the slave will serve his master for life. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she will not be freed at the end of six years as the men are. If she does not satisfy her owner, he must allow her to be bought back again. But he is not allowed to sell her to foreigners, since he is the one who broke the contract with her. But if the slave's owner arranges for her to marry his son, he may no longer treat her as a slave, but as a daughter. If a man who has married a slave wife takes another wife for himself, he must not neglect the rights of the first wife to food, clothing, and sexual intimacy. If he fails in any of these three obligations, she may leave as a free woman without making any payment. Anyone who assaults and kills another person must be put to death. But if it was simply an accident permitted by God, I will appoint a place of refuge where the slayer can run for safety. However, if someone deliberately kills another person, then the slayer must be dragged even from my altar and be put to death. Anyone who strikes father or mother must be put to death. Kidnappers must be put to death, whether they are caught in possession of their victims or if they have already sold them as slaves. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Now, suppose two men quarrel, and one hits the other with a stone or fist, and the injured person does not die but is confined to bed. If he is later able to walk outside again, even with a crutch, the assailant will not be punished but must compensate his victim for lost wages and provide for his full recovery. If a man beats his male or female slave with a club and the slave dies as a result, the owner must not be punished. But if the slave recovers within a day or two, then the owner shall not be punished since the slave is his property. 
Now, suppose two men are fighting, and in the process, they accidentally strike a pregnant woman, so she gives birth prematurely. If no further injury results, the man who struck the woman must pay the amount of compensation the woman's husband demands, and the judge approves. But if there is a further injury, the punishment must match the injury, a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, a foot for a foot, a burn for a burn, a wound for a wound, a bruise for a bruise. If a man hits his male or female slave in the eye and the eye is blinded, he must let the slave go free to compensate for the eye. And if a man knocks out the tooth of his male or female slave, he must let the slave go free to compensate for the tooth. If an ox gores a man or woman to death, the ox must be stoned and its flesh may not be eaten. In such a case, however, the owner will not be held liable. But suppose the ox had a reputation for goring, and the owner had been informed but failed to keep it under control. If the ox then kills someone, it must be stoned, and the owner must also be put to death. However, the dead person's relatives may accept payment to compensate for the loss of life. The owner of the ox may redeem his life, by paying whatever is demanded. The same regulation applies if the ox gores a boy or girl, but if the ox gores a slave, either male or female, the animal's owner must pay the slave's owner 30 silver coins and the ox must be stoned. Suppose someone digs or uncovers a pit and fails to cover it, and then an ox or a donkey falls into it. The owner of the pit must pay full compensation to the owner of the animal, but then he gets to keep the dead animal. If anyone's ox injures a neighbor's ox and the injured ox dies, then the two owners must sell the live ox and divide the price equally between them. They must also divide the dead animal, but if the ox had a reputation for goring, yet its owner failed to keep it under control, he must pay full compensation, a live ox for the dead one, but he may keep the dead ox. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word. What do you see God doing in this chapter? What does that teach you about who he is?
how do you need to respond? Say a prayer thanking God for what you learned or asking Him to show Himself to you in a new way. Father, your laws are perfect, and even if we don't understand the intricacies of time and place in your word, we thank you for it. Convict us of how we have wounded others, and thank you for taking care of us when we have been wronged. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this 72nd episode of Coffee with Christ. Be sure to invite someone to listen because God's Word changes us verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Have a wonderful day and join me tomorrow for our next episode.